0: and the Motorcycle Radio Show, Episode 4, Oral Resume, Part 2. When last we left Larry, he had gotten involved with a record label called Run River Records in Santa Fe, New Mexico, made his transition from being a kid, working at a deli, all the way through advertising and so forth, you know, in New York, um, got on the road to Santa Fe, and got himself involved in all sorts of trouble. And right now, uh, we're going to Belize, folks. So, somewhere in all of this, uh, I got myself involved with uh, Belize, and I created a company called Planet Patrol, which I thought was a really cool name. had a great logo, and I started importing herbal remedies and crafts from the company, uh, from the country. And I... uh, I really cared about the place and I really love New Mexico. And what I had one of the things that I did is I established uh, an exchange program between an elementary school in Powaki, New Mexico, and a place called Maya Center in Belize, where I had spent some time. Really wonderful people. And I actually even had a, a Belize booth at a flea market called the Tsuki Flea Market. And that's where people went in Santa Fe to buy turquoise and silver and so forth. And if you think they were interested in stuff from Belize, how about no way it laid a massive egg. So, um, one of the things that I did when I left New York is, and I really was serious about it, I promised myself I was never going to have like a regular job again. I figured I was always going to have to earn money And that's not changed even now. So, earning a living was not the issue, but the the job thing really bothered me. But something really amazing happens, and the absence of money really has a way of kind of changing your mind about all sorts of things. So, I became a general sales manager of a brand new radio station called KBAC, Radio Free Santa Fe. And... It's one of my sources of very quiet pride. I I helped to create an incredibly important station in that community. I stayed there for three years, and it was a wonderful time uh, professionally. And I had to get out when the station was sold, and the bean counters were moving in, and I just do not get along with bean counters. Belize never left my life from its initial introduction, and... I traveled there a number of times. And on one of my travels, I bumped into, I didn't bump into, we were on a little boat going to a, a key, C A Y E, uh, not pronounced K, I believe it's pronounced key. And those are little islands off the coast of Belize. And this guy told me uh, that the organization that he worked for, which was called the Wildlife Conservation Society, was really interested in getting into the tourism business. And most of you have never heard of this place. That's because they're in New York, and they get a lot of money from wealthy donors. But they're probably best known for owning the Bronx Zoo. So, I proceeded to get myself involved in a business I knew nothing about, the nature tourism business. I created, with a really close friend, a company called NatureGate. And I spent a couple of years traveling throughout Central America looking at sites for nature tourism resorts. It was, it was really great and I, it was kind of interesting that my, instead of having the suit and attache case that I had in New York, I basically had a backpack and I had hiking boots and it was a whole different way of life and I just, I enjoyed the hell out of it. The, the partnerships, as they often do, uh, ended in divorce, not very pretty, but uh, the fellow and I are, are really good friends, and I love them to pieces. So it's kind of continued. It was a wonderful time in my life. So moving right along, I got into some weird shit. Uh, all of it legal, um, fortunately or otherwise. Um, I got involved with a company called Aquasonics. And I uh, helped to create uh, a research piece. They were involved in something called desalination which is converting uh, salt water into drinking water, which, believe me, in the future, we're going to need it. So I helped to create a a presentation that ended up getting circulated within the House of Representatives and all that. It was a a side chapter and relatively short but interesting. In addition to that, because of a lovely woman that um, I was involved with at the time, um, I uh, promoted a series of yoga workshops one that was in Santa Fe, and the other in Baja, Mexico. Then, I met another yet interesting fellow, and his, he had a product which was called a Breast Bottle Nurser, I swear to God. This was a, a silicone bottle, it was shaped like a breast, um, and it was meant for mothers to use for kids who were having trouble either with conventional bottles or breastfeeding. Uh, it, uh, it was a trip, and uh, as frequently happens with ventures like this, um, the money ran out, and it ended, and I moved right along. While I was at the Tsuket flea market, you know, a year prior, I met a wonderfully colorful character. Uh, and he was into the video business, and he had said to me he was going to go to Belize, and he was going to shoot a video of the, the woman whose products, uh, Rainforest Remedies, that was the name of the product line. I sold Rainforest Remedies um, at, the, uh, at the flea market, and that started a really, a, a wonderful friendship, just a really wonderfully colorful fellow. And we came up with an idea to sell gospel music videos on BET. BET is Black Entertainment Television. Years ago, before videos and all of that stuff, gospel artists would create videos of their music. You really had to see it. You had to see them performing in church. And um, it was really popular. So we think, gee, maybe folks will want to buy these videos. So we uh, created a program called the Gospel Collection And we sold gospel music videos on television. And that's how I earned a living before I ended up leaving Santa Fe. And I I just want to say one really quick thing about gospel music, which probably most of you aren't familiar with. These people are incredible musicians. They're as good as anybody you're going to find in any of the genres. The big thing for them is Jesus happens to me more important than their music, and that's it. It was a wonderful, wonderful uh, experience for me. So, we're almost leaving Santa Fe, and the last thing I did before leaving was I got involved with a company that was uh, owned by the Sikh community. And for most of you who don't know who Sikhs are, their, um, their heritage is Indian, Indian, they, they go back hundreds, if not thousands of years, and they are a warrior group. And they were also, in, um, in the States, were very commerce-oriented. And they had a company called uh, Golden Temple. And they had a product called Yogi Teas, which is still around, and something called Peace Cereals. Anyhow, I got a job writing what I call tea stories. They were short vignettes. That ended up on the tea boxes. And th- they were really similar to s- something made famous by the Peterman catalog, which they made they had a lot of fun with in Seinfeld. So I ended up making up stories about my travels in India to the Taj Mahal, to the Great Pyramids in Egypt, and it was just a wonderful creative experience for me. Okay, I'm it's Boy, it's taken a long time to finally get to Kauai, but we're on our way now. The uh, The gospel music videos, they paid the bills for a while, and I thought, you know, uh, I could move to Kauai from, from Santa Fe, and I'm making this money, which is portable. And, of course, as luck would have it, uh, the gospel music, uh, the gospel collection Kind of dried up after oh, I I don't know three four five months. Um, uh, black Entertainment Television dropped us, um, and there I was flat-footed once again, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I, but you know, we kept it. I've I, I kept it going a really long time. My my friend, who I had the sort of amical divorce from from the nature tourism business, ended up starting an airline in Costa Rica called Nature Air, and uh, it was really quite successful, and this was like early on, Actually, I think it 87, i think years, 93, I thought, oh, who cares, um, but um, it was early in the time of, of like blogs and stuff, and he wanted me to, to start a blog for the airline, which kind of championed conservation in Costa Rica, where he owned the airline, so I'm thinking to myself, oh, this is great, I'm living in Kauai. I don't speak Spanish. He wants me to do a conservation blog. I did it, and it was a phenomenal experience. And I can actually say that I had a lot to do with saving um, a very, very important habitat for leatherback turtles um, in Costa Rica. It was really quite an experience. Everything written about it was in Spanish. I got people to translate what was going on and I was able to communicate in English to the conservation world all over the world, actually. And I got tremendous support uh, to save these breeding grounds. It it was one of those, one of those oh quiet, quiet feelings of, of accomplishment, and, and I'm really grateful for the experience. So following that, uh, I began uh, a really long-term relationship with the Kauai County Farm Bureau. Uh, and I, I created a program called Grow Kauai, and I wrote, believe it or not, I wrote a monthly column called Grower of the Month, and it ran in, um, uh, was a monthly, yes, a monthly paper called People Kauai, which I, is a forerunner of for Kauai. I also, I became a board member of the Farm Bureau, and I actually, I helped create farmers markets at KCC um, and Kuku'iula which again, were they just made me feel um, really good for making a contribution quietly. Uh, This is probably the most noise I've made about doing it. And uh, in 2008, uh, I got paid by the county to be the Sunshine Market Monitor, which meant I went to all the Sunshine Markets and I got to see whether people were growing their own produce or buying it at Costco. And the truth is, back then, there was a lot of Costco produce, and uh, and that's just the kind of nature of the beast. And I really ha- I had an opportunity to do it in second year, but I said I wouldn't do it unless I had authority to prevent people from doing that because I really became very passionate about agriculture on the island. And honestly, I still I'm a really passionate advocate for local agriculture here. So I passed on the job, and. Uh, I, it's my nature to meet lots of people, it's, it's how I am, how I roll, and I met a, a really, really charismatic fellow uh, who lived over in Lawai, um, and he grew albizia trees. And w- one of the interesting things about albizia trees, aside from the fact that everybody hates them, is that it's, it's something called a nitrogen-fixing plant. So anything that grows under it becomes very rich in protein. So the guinea grass that uh, grows under the albizia trees is very rich in protein. It makes it a perfect feed for horse and cattle. We started a company called Paniolo Feed, um, and I went around um, selling this idea of a cubed feed for horse and cattle. It didn't work out and I would have to confess to being really devastated by its failure. Uh, So much so that the only thing I could think to do was to leave the damn island, which I did. And I threw a big party for myself at the Kauai Beer Company. I don't even think it was open yet. And man, people were crying, and I was crying, and there had to be at least like 80 people or more. It was really very, very touching. And I kind of liken it to, I had the privilege of attending my funeral. In that, I really got to see how many people really gave a shit about me. And it was unbelievably touching. I left anyway, set myself up in Costa Rica. And four days after living there, I bought a ticket to come home. Because I never should have left. But I did, and it was a wonderful learning process for me. I came back home, I was able to buy my motorcycle back for the same price I paid for it, which to me is like, oh man, what an affirmation that was. I remember I got back on like a Monday, Thursday, I'm back on my motorcycle. So I, I, it, I knew it was right. It was right to leave. It was right to come back. I began working at the beer company nearly seven years ago. And I'm, I'm still there. And the only other thing I, I, I want to say that's the only thing that's kind of prepared, but I really want to share the words that I wrote. And that is that experience is a real currency of a life. And I am a rich man. Thanks so much for listening to this. You can read my stories at mindandthemotorcycle.com. And again... I really appreciate your listening to this. Until next week, same time, same station.